All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here. And, of course, Dupree is here with me as well. Yeah, man. Yep, 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 yep. We here, man. We here with another one. Crazy. Which should have been a, a crazy day. I don't know if it really was, but it should have been a little little more hectic than than what it turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, a little, little, little light today, um, but either way, um, a lot going on. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the trade deadline was today in the NBA. Um, they got the NFL honors going on right now. We are literally just, what, two or three days away, three days away here from, from Super Bowl 58. Uh, so starting to ramp up here. The, the unfortunate end is near for the NFL season. <laughs> it's, I promise you, bro. I don't know what it is about football season, bro. Like it goes by so fast, man. Oh, it goes. You know by what I so mean? Fast. Like it's ridiculous, dude. And it's and it's wild because this happens, and then like before we know it, like it'll be April and the draft will be here, and then we'll be getting ready for OTAs and preseason all over again. <laughs> but then it's just gonna seem like it's just like every yeah, time, it, bro. Like every it time, it goes by so fast, dude. It goes by so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, every time. So I'm like, that's that's just, yeah, that's wild. Um, but yeah, a little, a little light this week. Nothing too crazy, but still a lot to get into. Um, a quick little nugget here uh, for it being the eighth. 2024 in February 2824. We just saw uh, one of apparently one of three statues that is going to be revealed for uh, the late great Kobe Bean Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one we saw here tonight unveiled um, is actually going. It's actually a replica from the night that Kobe Bryant scored 81 points, yep. which um, technically they say is the second most uh, in NBA history. I know we got the hundred point from Wilt, but we have yet to see. <laughs> it's crazy how we've yet we can we see footage of everything else from back then, but we have yet to get footage of this hundred point game. But that's not a story for another day. <laughs> so I'm gonna just say the most points that I ever seen witnessed yeah. <laughs> in the time yeah, that I've been one. alive. We missed that eighty one score by by Kobe Bryant. Um, real quick on that, like when you first saw it. What did you think? Like, was it? Well, I thought it was initially when I first saw it, I thought it was something that somebody like, I just kind of like, yeah, this is the first one. Like, well, you know, something fake or something like that. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that I've seen on social media already. A lot of people are not, they don't think too highly about the, about the, uh, the first one. I didn't know that there were three of them. So the fact that there are two more, supposedly, makes me feel better. Also, too, Vanessa Bryant came out and was like, this is one that he picked. So, like, if he picked it. We got to respect it. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Like, right. the man picked it. Like, So if he picked it and there's still going to be two other ones, then I'm cool with it. Um, and I've seen a lot of different things or, you know, hey, which one should, you know, which moment should it be? Should you know one with the jersey in the mouth, or pulling the jersey, or you know, you know, a fadeaway, or you know, whatever it's going to be? But he's Kobe Bryant, and he picked that one, so the Lakers made it. 
So I have no issue. If he picked that, then that's it. I, I don't have any cause. There are a lot of people. I've seen some stuff with people like, what is that? Like, yeah. who picked that? I'm like, hey, bro, if he picked it, I, I can't. I ain't no knock. Yeah. No knock. But yeah, same for me. I was kind of like, when I first saw it, I was like, uh, okay. I was like, mm, could have been better. Then I realized, oh, okay, that is in reference to, you know, the 81-point game. I'm like, all right, that is that is monumental. That's like, yes. that's history that's we haven't moment. seen. As far as like modern mm-hmm. era, I mean, like we've seen guys score 70, but we have yet to see anybody come close to his 81 um, since then, once once he got it. So I was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then once I saw that, hearing that uh, when um, uh, Vanessa Bryant went up there and said that Kobe chose this one, I was like, okay, I got to respect it. If that's what he chose, that's we, it. we we going we to live by that. We going to ride by that. And, that. and that's what it is. And I think mm-hmm. it was in the same press conference. So I saw it somewhere. That's why I say supposedly. So I'm not 100% true on if that's correct or not, but saying that it was going to be three of them. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, if it's going to be three, then obviously there's probably going to be another one with the the number 24. So that's got to be one of them. I was thinking maybe we would see Kobe with the fro, you know, for mm-hmm. with eight, that eight Kobe, but, okay, you know, I understand. So, I mean, but like I, like you said, the fact that they saying there's supposed to be two more statues that's going to be there. I'm okay with this one, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And if Kobe said this is the one Kobe picked, I'm gonna be quiet because <laughs> uh, yeah, we just gonna roll with it. So it is what it is. But <clears throat> very monumental. Um, a great day out there, out west in LA for for that uh that time for them to, to celebrate um the life and the legacy of of Kobe Bryant. So definitely big shout outs to that. Um, other news in the NBA, of course, the trade deadline was today. Um, usually it's a lot more hectic <laughs> in years past than it was mm-hmm. this year. Not too much. And I guess because if you think about it, most of the stars or, you know, big name guys that we know of um, kind of got traded, you know, earlier in the season. I mean, you know, like Harden got moved earlier from from Brooklyn to 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 the Clippers. I mean, you know, we know the Knicks had OG on the no from the Raptors. So it's just kind of like – Mm-hmm. The the only I guess you can say big name person that you were hearing a lot in possible trade talks was Dejounte Murray. Um, at one point you were hearing Zach Levine, you know, but obviously Levine's done for I believe done for the year if I'm not mistaken, or at least out for an extended period of time. So mm-hmm. no chance of Chicago moving him, and uh, of course. Murray didn't get moved at all, so he's staying put in Atlanta. But, um, you know, you had a number of trades that ended up happening. The Knicks were very active, um, ended up getting uh, Bojan Bondanovic and Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon Hayward gets traded from Charlotte over to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers ended up getting Buddy Hill. I mean, you know, just a few trades to name right then and there. What was, uh, I guess, what was your – either most shocking trade or what was like the trade that you feel like helped that team, that specific team to help themselves better as they get ready for the second half push of the season? I think the one, uh, the one that I see now that I didn't see when it happened is Pat Bev to the Bucks. Mm, yeah. Patrick Beverly to the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee was in desperate need 
of help on the defensive end of the floor. They needed help. You, when you lost Drew Holiday, you lost a piece of that defense, especially perimeter defense. Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard is a great basketball player, is a great offensive player, great scorer in this league, one of the best scorers in this league. He is not great defensively. So you lost that perimeter defense when you lost Drew Holiday. Getting Patrick Beverly in there brings a guy who can play perimeter defense. He can play the point. He can bring the ball up the, up the court. He brings leadership. He brings a, a pit bull mentality, um, a tenacity to that team that should be and will be good for them. Um, because if you want to play teams and beat teams with the likes of Boston, I would say Philly, but, you know, with, with Joel and B down. But you want to play and beat Boston, you're probably going to get beat them to go to the finals. You need a guy that's going to be able to match up with a Jalen Brown or a, a Jason Tatum. You're going to need something. And he might not guard Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is 6'10". But you need somebody to be able to match with, with, with Jalen Brown. You need something. And being able to have that help in the backcourt on the defensive end on the floor, I think that bodes well. For the Bucks, um, and then I think Gordon Hayward to Oklahoma City. I think that's a good pickup. That's a veteran guy coming over to a young basketball team with not a lot of experience, especially playoff experience. You get a guy, a veteran, who's been in the playoffs, who's playing some meaningful games, who can help lead this team um, and kind of help guide them into the postseason. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know how much. He helps on the floor. I think he will help on the floor because he can't still play in in those things. I think he's more of a leader in the locker room, that wily veteran who can these guys can lean on when those times come in March and April. Uh, So those two for sure. But but Pat Bell to the Bucks, I think is big. I think that's big for Milwaukee. They needed help on defense. They needed some some help on defense. and again, Patrick Beverly, I think, is definitely a good move for them. Yeah, for me, uh, the two for me, uh, which I one I mentioned earlier, was uh, Buddy Hill to the Sixers. Um, I thought that was a pretty decent move for them mm-hmm. um, to get them some more perimeter shooting, um, especially to kind of help out with uh, with with Tyree with, uh, Tyrese Maxey and just to kind of cut down his minutes some. The way he's not overexerting himself as mm-hmm. they deal with this time of not having Joel Embiid out in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very, very crucial that they end up getting somebody in who can um, not necessarily say like just be a ball handler, but who is efficient enough or capable enough to, I mean, to put the, to mm-hmm. put the ball in the basket. That's pretty much what they need out of him. And, um, with the Knicks getting Bodanovich and, and Burks, um, just to add on to that second unit, um, that they got for to just give them some more depth that they need. Um, I know Coach Thibs is is very. Uh, I only want to say old school. I don't even know how to describe it, but you know he. Normally, a rotation is about nine to ten, and yeah, it does get cut down to like eight mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But like Thibs roll with like. Seven, <laughs> and he works. When the, they get he time works, for. Yeah, he he works the hell out of the starters, so it's just kind of <laughs> like 
you know, hopefully they'll know to, to try to 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 get these guys involved and um, to help out with that depth and that with that with that second unit for sure. Um, especially give them the reps and give them time now because I know that they. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know when. Ananobi is coming back. I think he was dealing with a minor injury. You know, Julius Randle is out um, with a little injury too. So just to kind of get them guys in the flow, get them rolling mm-hmm. in that way, they don't feel, you know, lost in the shuffle. And then for them, when it comes to March, April, you will want those guys to be in the rotation and to be confident in that rotation um, because, you know, like I said, Thibs is going – he's going to work the starters – for sure, that's just that's just what he does. I <laughs> can't really can't really explain why it's like that, but that's just how he is. So um, those those two teams for me um, definitely, I feel like you know made some big moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know now we got teams who uh, ended up or players who ended up not moving, staying put. Like I mentioned earlier, Dejounte Murray staying in Atlanta. Um, you know, every year we're always hearing about the, the Lakers possibly. <laughs> making a move during the trade where they didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, I know there was people trying to see about Miles um, Bridges out in Charlotte, but he decided that he didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to stay in Charlotte. So um, are there any teams that you were surprised that they couldn't get a deal done or didn't move anybody or try to do anything during the deadline? The Lakers. You're below 500. All the talks have been about DeJounte Murray. Them trying to get some help in the backcourt. You know, they were interested in DeJounte Murray before Zach Levine went down. It's Zach Levine, like all these different guys. You need help and nothing. You don't trade anybody. You don't try to get anybody. No picks. Nothing. You don't make a move. That, that raises... <clears throat> questions for me like are are because i know they don't believe that this team is going to be able to win a champion this team is presently constructed is not going to win a championship so what's what's the play what's the what's the move like what are they what are they thinking um i don't know that that surprised me i was hoping selfishly that the Hawks didn't get rid of DeJounte Murray, especially since he had been playing a whole lot better um, down the stretch, especially these last couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline. He been playing a whole lot better. So I'm kind of glad that the Hawks didn't, didn't get rid of him. Uh, but, yeah, just the fact that the Lakers didn't make any moves, What what is their – what's the end goal, I guess, is my question. Like, what is is, is LeBron – not going to is he like not going to resign? Like is he going to opt out of that fifty mil? Like what? What's the what's? Well, I don't get it because it's the that's you're in LA to win championships, and this team is not going to win a championship, and you didn't make any moves to improve the roster. So unless you believe that this team can get it done, which I don't believe that LeBron thinks that, I don't believe that management thinks that. There's got to be something else going on. Uh, a bigger plan as to why they didn't make a move. So that one definitely shocked me that they didn't do anything. That would be the one for me. Man, I honestly I think they being a, being the Lakers didn't really um make any moves or try to make a move was because of I think you know outside of 
wanting, I guess, to try to push for DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray. There wasn't anything else out there for them to really just to be like, okay, if we get this guy to come in, this drastically changes the landscape of where we are and where we rank ourselves like in the West. I mean, you know, it's that that top, I mean, it's it's, it's so bundled, it's so bunched up right now with the Clippers and the and the Thunder and mm-hmm. T Wolves and, and the and the Nuggets. I mean it's like it's them and then it's a gap, you know, in a way oh, yeah. between, you know, everybody else. So it's just kinda like, is anything out is there anything out there for you to even catapult yourself up to that tier of where they mm-hmm. are and it's not. So I I think I'm with you. I think that they got something maybe brewing up here for the off season. Maybe they're mm-hmm. looking for there to where there's something that comes along and they got maybe a a, a long term plan after the season. I, I you know, I don't think they really see saw anything where they could do something now that'll make yeah. a difference. Um and then I just think, I mean, even if they had the pieces that they got to wanting to trade away, I don't know if anybody else really wanted them. You know, like I mean, you kept hearing for weeks about D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell, but it was like did anybody really want D'Angelo Russell? So it's just kind of yeah. like I think they were just kind of stuck in a in a pretty much in like a conundrum, right? Like I mean, they probably wanted to make a move, but who was out there for them to get, and then mm-hmm. who would want something in return to feel like that this is going to be of equal value to where they both can be beneficial for each other for each respective team or teams that could have been, yeah. you know, in the in the trade talk. So um they they have to have something that, that they're thinking about and brewing up probably long term for come the off season. I mean, cause it's just a team that they can get to the playoffs. Yes, possibly, you know, mm. when guys are healthy and they're all playing and everything like that. But I mean I can't I can't see them making a run like to the Western Conference Finals like they did a season no. or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, this is mm-hmm. at best this is like a play-in team. You know, if we being real, so <clears throat> you know, I don't know what they what they might have. And um, with the Hawks, um, I don't think it would have been a good idea to, to move Dejounte Murray either. I think. Mm-hmm. That, not even trying to sound selfish about it, I just don't think it would have been a good idea. Like I don't, I don't see what they would have gotten out of that neither. So I'm like, just, I mean, you you've already made the trade for him. Why would you want to yeah, trade? And him? you lost all those picks to get him yeah. too. Like, yeah, the, the Lakers can't give you any picks back. <laughs> so they don't have any. <laughs> that, right, they don't have any. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like I know, I know a couple of guys in the group chat earlier was you know when we first heard the news about like like Gordon Hayward being traded, and I know one of the guys was like, "Man, I don't really like that move for the Thunder." But then I'm like, "Man, we got like 60 draft picks though." <laughs> you know, I'm over exaggerating. They don't have that many, yeah. but they, they got so many. Like I mean, they got at least three. So they got three each draft. And like, yeah, ain't nothing so but two like, rounds. How you got three yeah. picks? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. It's okay. Like, mm. need the veteran presence there for it and everything like that. So, you know, I don't know, man. I just 
it, it is what it is. But uh, I mean, a lot of other teams made made some some moves too. You can kind of tell, like like Memphis uh, moved a lot of guys, swapping picks, yeah. everything like that. So you can, I I hate to throw the T word out there, but you can tell that this is they've they shifted gears and they've moved on to to. to to 2024, 25, basically. Like, mm-hmm. they already on the next season. You know, we'll start all over, get everybody back healthy, and then can figure that out. So, I don't know. But, you know, that's that was going on in the league and the association. Uh, you know, teams getting ready to get uh, wind up here for, for the All-Star break is X coming along next weekend. So, um, I know the guys are definitely looking forward to that just to kind of get that rest and everything. So that's what's going on over there in the association. Moving on now to the to the league. Uh real, here. real quick. Yeah. Real quick, up? man, before before we get into before we get into it, the twenty twenty four Pro Football Hall of Fame class was announced Ooh. tonight. Ooh. So the newest members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, defensive end, Dwight Freeney. Linebacker Randy Gratishar played for the Denver Broncos from 1974 to 1983. Devin Hester. Andre Johnson. Oh, that means somebody is not going to. Oh, okay. Steve McMichael, defensive tackle, played for the New England Patriots in 1980. Spent 12 years with the Chicago Bears in his career in Green Bay in 1994. Julius Peppers. Patrick Willis. Those are your seven inductees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I have one. Two two names I didn't hear. I have one. What are your two? Antonio Gates. Yeah. Tory Holt. So I know Antonio Gates. This is Antonio Gates' first year being eligible. This is Antonio Gates' first year being eligible okay. for for it. Tory has been on the ballot for a minute. I, I would say at least a couple years now. What my one name is Fred Taylor. Yeah. What does what does Fred Taylor have to do? To get into the Hall of Fame, man. It's not his fault, bro. You know, you know, you know why. You know why. I know. I know they were not good. I Did know they, they weren't good while he was there. I know that. But, but if you look at his numbers, if you look at the numbers, the man his his <laughs> his numbers are are better than some of the guys that they have in the Hall of Fame. I'm just <laughs> so it's like. I don't know what my man. I think he'll get in, but it's like, golly, how much like, longer? Right? How is, much longer we got to keep? What is the man? Had to, like, I don't, I don't, I get it, man. Like the teams were bad. I get it. I understand that. All right, but all these dudes, all these San Francisco teams that Patrick Willis were on, all these, all these teams were not good. San Francisco used to be the last to stop. San Francisco was not good in 2007. Let's let's just, let's keep it a buck. The Panthers were not good. Why Judas Peppers was. They weren't great teams. They had that one team. They they had they made the run to the Super Bowl that one year, um, but they weren't great teams when he was on. You know, so I don't know, man. But now was he was he now was he on the was he on the Packers squad when they went um 
to the Super Bowl that year? Was Julius was he there by then, or was he still in Carolina? Like I know at one point he went to Green Bay, but I can't think of when he went to Green Bay. That was fourteen through sixteen. So oh, he was okay. so he wasn't he team. wasn't there. Okay, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember when he got the Green Bay. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but congratulations! I want to say congratulations to those seven inductees. Like I said, Dwight Freeney, Randy Grishar, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Steve McMichael. Patrick Willis, Julius Peppers, man. Congrats to those seven men. Definitely dudes, especially, I mean, out of those seven, five of those dudes we've been able to watch. Right. Um, we were able to watch and see them do their thing. Those definitely guys that dominated the game um, at a high level. Especially I'm happy that Devin Hester got in, man. Like, I think he should have got in last year. Yeah. He should have been the first ballot. But I'm glad that he's getting in, man. The way he changed the game and the way he affected games. Um, it was apparent. You saw it in his rookie year. I mean, you saw what he did in his rookie year returning punts and kicks. It was it was ridiculous. The Bray Dion's um, record for most punt returns in the, in the career. Like, it's just, you know, those numbers speak for themselves, man. So I'm especially happy for Devin Hester. But congrats to those seven men um, for that. I didn't want to cut you okay. off. No, nah, that's that's what's that's it. So I, I forgot that they was it's kind of weird because they're doing the honors like tonight instead of Saturday, so it's kind of like throwing everything off a little. It throws you off a little bit. That schedule is yeah. a little different, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little different, but you know, I'm I'm not mad at I'm not mad at that. I mean, I hate that some guys got left off mm-hmm. um, on that, but I mean, I can understand because uh, there's only so many spots that they can put in there for you know this modern era now, so. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Not weird, but it's just, no, I don't want to say weird, but it's kind of like when you think about some of the guys that we we just mentioned who did make it, it's kind of like when will it be their turn? Because, you know, you're starting to think, I don't know who's eligible for it next year, but, you know, we start, you know, there's going to be even more guys who's been retiring, who's retired, been retiring, you know. I, yeah. I know it's what is it six or seven years that they have to wait before they're eligible. I can't remember. So it might be it might be like six. So so for twenty five, and then you're talking about the guys who retired when twenty in like 2018, 2019? Something like that, yeah. So is is that who is that? Is that last I, off the top I could think that's maybe Eli Manning. I know he's somewhere. Yeah, you might get you might start getting close time. to some of that Eli Manning. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. So you Phillip, know, Philip Rivers. Some yeah, of those so I'm like, guys. okay, we get, we getting dudes. we getting to them. So now I'm like, all right, you know, how much long? You know, how much? <laughs> long, but you know, I can. I mean, for some of them, I can kind of understand. I mean, because you know, I'm not. I don't get it, but. For some reason, they making they making they made these you know, them Rams wide receivers wait. Like Isaac Bruce had to wait for a few years. It's yeah, crazy. Like Kurt, Kurt Warner was like automatic. Marshall Falk was like automatic. Like they were part of the greatest show on time. They was they was part of the greatest show on time too. Big like part of that. Yeah. Orlando Pace was automatic. I mean, like I mean, yeah. gosh, how much longer they got to keep waiting? I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I know towards the end, you know, Saint the Rams when they were St. Louis wasn't that good anymore. Mm-hmm. Tory was still there, but I mean, goodness, like he yeah he put up numbers too. But yeah. um, I don't know. But yeah, they they got to find a way to get Freddie T in there, bro. So we got him in there too. Yeah, he he's he he's knocking on the door. They got to find a way to get him in there, bro. And they they just got to. 
if they can put in an offensive lineman from Jacksonville to get up in there who didn't even play that long. I can't even – no disrespect to – I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, it's Tony something. It's like an Italian name. I can't even think of it, bro. I mean, yeah. he, he he was a great offensive line, but I'm like, dang, he only played like six, seven years, bro. Like, Freddie T played, what, at least 12, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. bro. He was dead. Well, he was in he was in Jacksonville from 98 to 2000 to 2008. And then – I know the played tail end, he went to England for a couple yeah. years. So, I'm like, that's – yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's at least 12. We, we talking at least 12 right there. So, I'm like – he, I don't know. He had the longevity, but I don't know, man. I know the Hall of Fame could be subjective for some things, so mm-hmm. no doubt. <laughs> it it is what it is. But uh, for sure, congratulations to those guys. Uh, all deserving, all deserving. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I'll, I'll never say that nobody doesn't deserve to 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 get any. I mean, because mm-hmm. you know. I'm not the biggest Eli Manning fan. His record was 500 overall, but he beat the goal twice. Can you deny it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. So yeah, it's gonna be like, and tough. I know they're gonna, I know people are gonna be like, oh, it's the last name. I, I, I guess, but at the same he, time, like he he beat the goal twice. He won two of them. The Iron twice. Man and Eli Manning did do his thing. Like it was, but we were at like he didn't like he didn't like he couldn't play ball. Yeah, he played ball. You know what I'm saying, but he just, you know, they didn't do like you say. He's 500. They they won as much as they lost, but when it was time to win, hey. Eli won. Hey. When it was time to win, Eli won, and he won against like you said, the best to the best to do it. He could have nine, and Eli Manning was like, "Yeah, nah, we can go ahead and, and stop that twice. We we gonna put a stop to them two right there." So For sure. But I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, Hall, Hall of Fame is, you know, definitely something that you know that's, that's a describing of, of of legacies, man. And mm-hmm. you know, speaking of legacies, obviously we know um, the Super Bowl coming up here, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. We got um, the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco Forty Niners um, mm-hmm. meeting up once again, second time in what four years. Uh, Two historic franchises, um, and it's it's a lot at stake, right? I mean, far as like team wise, Kansas City once again is trying to become the first team to repeat since mm-hmm. the two thousand three two thousand four Patriots. They tried to do it. Uh, they tried to do it in twenty one. Was unsuccessful against against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, and then San Francisco had won Super had won Super Bowl since nineteen ninety four season, um, and looking to get their sixth ring overall as a franchise, and that would put them mm-hmm. up there where only the Steelers and the Patriots to only have six rings or more. So, um, historically, a lot is on the line. Pat Mahomes yep. trying to get his third ring, trying to establish himself. And then you got Brock Purdy, you know, I think the third youngest quarterback to start in the Super Bowl, missed the irrelevant two years ago <laughs> in the Super Crazy. Bowl. It's just it's, – it's a lot, right? Uh, when you look at this matchup, right, like what is – What's the like one matchup or a couple of matchups that you're um, very anxious to see or you know wanting to see what's going to happen um, on this Sunday? Will Will Cal Shanahan run the football? We talked about it. We talked about it last week. 
with the conference championship games and how these football teams, these teams play Kansas City and their bread and butter, what they do and what has been successful for them all year is running the football. And then they get into a game with Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes and they decide they have to go out there and throw the ball 40 times to be able to win. Baltimore, excuse me, Buffalo had success running the football in the first half and then stopped in the second half. Baltimore had the top rushing attack in the NFL all year and then went out there and Lamar threw the ball 30-plus times or whatever it was. The Kansas City Chiefs are susceptible to giving up runs, big runs. Their runs defense is not great. Will San Francisco, will Kyle Shanahan stick to his guns and hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey? I believe that he will. You got one of the best, if not the best running back in football right now. He just won Offensive Player of the Year. Christian McCaffrey just won Offensive Player of the Year. That's the best running back in football. Give him the ball. Give him the football. Will Kyle Shanahan stick to his guns and run the football? Regardless if they're up, if it's tight, whatever it is, whatever situation is, will he stick to their run game? That's the biggest thing for me. If he goes out there and he tries to have Brock Purdy drop back and throw the ball 30-plus times, they're going to lose this football game. I'm going to let everybody know right now. They're not going to win this game if he has to go out there, Brock Purdy being, go out there and throw the ball 40 times. Because now you're trying to you're trying to get into a, a duel with Patrick Mahomes, and he's just he just does not have the talent. He's just, Patrick Mahomes just is on another level, all right? Will you stick to the run game? That's the biggest thing for me. Above anything else, if San Francisco does not run this football on Sunday, y'all might as well go ahead and go to Kansas City. Take the Lombardi, all the Swifties, all that. Go ahead and get ready for the parade because it's over. Will he run the ball? That's it. That's all I'm concerned about. Man, for me, I'm looking at the offensive line for Kansas City and this defensive line for San Francisco. Uh, Especially more so Nick Bosa against these offensive tackles. Um, For some reason, the offensive tackles for Kansas City, they always get called for a lot of holdings. Nick Bosa is, you know, up there with one of the better pass rushers uh, in the league. They got their work cut out for him. And the last – now, granted, they did okay a little bit last year um, against the pass rush from Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. But the last time before that, the last time before that, granted, I know they were down a couple of offensive linemen, but Patrick Mahomes was – he was he was R. Kelly out there. He was fighting for his life. You know what I mean? Like for real. He was he was fighting for his life. <laughs> Tampa Bay had him had him out there running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay, running. running. <laughs> like running for his life, bro. So, you know, it's just wanting to see if they can, you know, keep their protection up for him. I mean, for the most part, the offensive line has done pretty good. I know they're gonna be missing Joe Tooney. Is more than likely he's not gonna play dealing with that pictorial mm-hmm. muscle that he got happened to him in the uh, division around against Buffalo. Um, but definitely looking out to, for, for that. It's just because 
I just feel like, you know, I know it's cliche to say, but it's true, right? The game is usually won or lost right there on that line of scrimmage mm-hmm. in the trenches, clearly. So, in the way that really both of these defenses have been playing, you can say the same thing really for the other side of the ball too. How well would this offensive line hold up for against that defensive line against Kansas City um, yeah, and yeah, San Francisco? Yeah. You know, you want to talk about running the ball, yeah, can they run the ball and can they run it effectively? Um to, and not to try to stay away from it, they being uh, San Francisco, because mm-hmm. even though, like, numbers-wise, Kansas City is, is hard to run on, I mean, also, they're just not giving up any points, man. I think they've only – I think the numbers say that they only giving up, like, 13, a little, just under 14 points this playoffs, and that's, mm-hmm. like, right at the top of near just in history here of the other playoffs. So this defense has just been – uh, I don't want to say they've been stingy against the run, but just they've been very opportunistic, right? Yeah, you know, no doubt. They they getting turnovers, making the stops whenever they can, turning those into points, giving the short field to Mahomes and the crew. Um, they just, I don't, you know, it's it's some obviously that's what's so different about Kansas City this year than in years past. So the fact that they really have a a defense that they can mm-hmm. travel with and they can just, you know, go wherever. And they can pretty much keep them in any games when we know the offense have had times this year to where they've, they, they've struggled, you know. So uh, definitely just the battle of the line of scrimmage, the trenches between both offensive and defensive lines is definitely the matchup that I'm looking at. Who are some X factors that you got in this one that needs to probably have the game of their life? <laughs> You you mentioned one man. I think Nick Bosa, Chase Young, I'm, I'm, I'm just that defensive front, that that defensive line for San Francisco. It's one thing to get pressure. It's one thing to get pressure. You got to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground. You got to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground. So so Nick Bosa, you you the guy. You you're the guy. In San Fran, especially on that D line, you're gonna get a lot of attention. Hey man, when you get those one on one matchups, like it's time to go get money. You gotta go get Pat Mahomes on the ground. And it's not gonna be enough to just get pressure because Buffalo and Baltimore got pressure. He extended plays and, and those both of those squads got burnt because they did not get him on the ground. So I think Chase Young is definitely a, a X factor. I think San Francisco's secondary. I didn't. I, there's not really one person because I don't know who's going to match up with. I don't. Is Snead going to match up with Debo? Or is he going to match up with Ayuk? Who is McDuffie going to going to guard? You would imagine that Jordan that Jordan Reed is going to is going to check George Kittle. Okay, he's going to check Kittle. Is Willie Gay going to be on? Uh, well, now Willie Gay might not even be on because Willie Gay. He, I don't know. Is he? Is he? Will he be playing? I know he was hurt uh, last week. I'm not sure. If I'm not mistaken, okay. though, I want to say, uh, I want to say, most of the guys who were on the uh, the injury report for Kansas City were all like full participants in this okay. last practice. So it's it's looking like the trajectory of them is he's going to everybody's going to play. Yeah. Okay. So is does Nick Bolts does does Nick Bolton match up with Christian McCaffrey or does does Willie Gay? I'd imagine it'd probably be it'd probably be Nick Bolton. Just the secondary and those matchups. Who do those guys match up with? 
um, because I do believe that San Francisco is going to try to establish a run game. But when it's time to throw the ball, who matches up with who? I just don't know. I'm interested to see the matchup. I just don't know what it's going to look like, right? I don't know if who, really it's who the Snead match up with, right? Because yeah. I think he's physical enough to match up with to match up with Debo because Debo is a big, strong, physical guy. I don't know if I don't know if McDuffie is big enough to check Ayuk. Okay, you put Snead on Ayuk. Okay, you put a bigger guy on Ayuk. Debo is a big dude. I don't know how big McDuffie is, but Debo's a big physical dude that can fly. So I don't, you know, what does that look like? So I'm for San Fran is that defense, defensive front, especially Nick Bosa. That's that's the X factor for me for for San Francisco is Nick Bosa. Getting Patrick Mahomes on the ground. For Kansas City, I think it's the secondary. I'm going secondary. How do they match up with all the weapons that San Fran can throw at them? You throw Juwan Jennings in there as well. He, he makes some big plays as well. How do those guys match up with all the weapons that San Francisco has at their expo- disposal? Yeah, uh, for me, it's um, it's the Kansas City wide receivers. Um, okay. I okay. think coming into it, I'm pretty sure Baltimore had a game plan and wanted the game plan to make sure that Travis Kelsey didn't get his, mm-hmm. but he got his, you know. And I think San Francisco will make sure that they find a way that they can contain Travis Kelsey. I don't know if they'll shut him down, but just contain. They don't. They they can't have eleven for one sixteen <laughs> for sure. Because you tell me, especially you, a lot of that in the first half. Yeah, if if I watch. If I don't watch the game and you tell me that, oh, Travis Kelsey went 11 for 116 in the touchdown, I'm saying, oh, Kansas City Chiefs won the game. It's like, <laughs> off, off rip, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yeah. oh, he got his. Y'all couldn't stop him. He yeah, went off. It's a, it's it's a wrap. You know, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's, it's the wide receivers, right? And not necessarily like um, having to necessarily have to have like a just a big, big game, but just to kind of alleviate that pressure to where – Mahomes can trust to go to these guys. I mean, like last week, you know, they didn't make a lot of big splash plays, but like Marquez Valdez Scanley finally caught a pass and mm-hmm. made like the biggest catch of the game last week, uh, mm-hmm. you know, well, a couple weeks ago against the Ravens. So I think the secondary knows, I think San Francisco secondary knows that, hey, we're going to key in on Travis Kelsey. Uh, let's probably double him, see whoever we want to put on him. Um, you know, then after that, it's like, okay, who who we, who do we want to try to lock down next? You know, uh, are we wanting, are we just going to keep Ward on one side? Or are we going to have him travel a certain guy? Like if Kelsey lines up out wide to his side, is he going to get him or, you know, whatever they're going to do, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Wilkes is going to match it up to how he wants to match it up. But obviously the, the top two key guys that you got to stop is Travis Kelsey and then Isaiah Pacheco in the run game. Everybody else, you're kind of like, I want you, I, I want to have you to beat me. Like if mm-hmm. if it's if it's Rasheed Rice, which maybe he's the next guy that you just you're thinking about, maybe want to keep in check. Yeah. But if it's Justin Watson or or uh, Marquez Valdez Scanlon, like if it's one of them, yeah, I want one of them to beat me instead of it being Travis no Kelsey doubt. or or mm-hmm. Rice 
or Pacheco. So the Chiefs wide receiver is going to have to step up because, honestly, they haven't been that great, <laughs> you know, this year outside of Rice coming along late. And mm-hmm. they've been pretty dangerous for the most part with yards after the catch. So yeah. can the secondary for San Francisco make sure, hey, if the Mahomes get this ball out quick and he gets it to his guys, can we make sure the first guy wraps up and make the tackle? Because if not – Kansas City is prone to getting those yards, have to contact them before you know it. Yeah, Mahomes might have only thrown the ball 20 times and maybe be 15 for 20, but he has 220 yards because they're getting the yards after the contact mm-hmm. just because they're not necessarily doing it with the D-ball like how they were when Tyreek Hill was there four years ago. Exactly. Did, you know, It's just the way that they've gotten it done here to get to this point it's just been so, you know, it's, it's been fascinating, right? Because you mm-hmm. got so used to Kansas City just pretty much lighting it up, big plays, Kelsey, Tyreek, you know, whatever. Then it's like, all right, no Tyreek Hill. Well, it's going to happen. There really wasn't much of a fall off because, you know, guys were catching the ball. Um, you know, you had a Juju Smith-Schuster. Scott Moore was making plays. They made the trade to get Kadarius Tonys. He made a couple plays like in last mm-hmm. year's Super Bowl. But, you know, this year – the guys haven't been doing much um, as of late besides of, you know, Rice. So what will the Chiefs wide receivers do? Because it's it's going to be on them. And probably for the most part, a lot of them are going to get a chance to be matched up one-on-one. Like, yeah. what, you know, what are they going to do? Because I'm pretty sure Fred Warner is going to be locked in on 10. He's probably like, I got Pacheco. Or if I end up dropping back something, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for 87 if he's coming yeah. across the middle or something like that. So, obviously, there's got to be some type of bracket coverage or anything like that to try to make sure he is in the check. What are the guys going to do on the outside to make mm-hmm. sure they can try to win those one-on-ones matchup? Um, and then for me, on, on, on for San Francisco side, you a guy that you mentioned um, before a little bit, but not as much, but it was Jawan Jennings. I mean, who can be that, that guy that we're not thinking about, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because – when you like, I'm just talking about Kansas City, where I'm like, all right, we got these guys, and then everybody else is kind of like, eh. It's not like that with San Francisco. It's kind of like, all right, well, we gonna make sure Ayuk don't do anything. Well, there's Debo Samuel. Oh, there's George Kittle. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, we gonna make sure everything in the hash marks is fine. Well, there's Ayuk down the sideline. There's McCaffrey at the back. They got so many different weapons. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, oh. I forgot. I can do this little pass to the flat out here to use check. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They they they, they have some little 20, 20 yeah, yard real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they 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 got so many weapons out there, so it's just kind of like you might tend to forget about somebody. Then before you know it, here goes there goes Jawan Jennings down the sideline. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know, can he can he be that that uh, that other guy um, to where let's just say if whoever they do have in check, if they do, if they you know if they got if Debo isn't having the game that he wants or they're not really finding Ayuk or George Kittle is quiet, who else is going to be the other guy to help out? So kind of must be, you know, be that third or fourth guy to help even more when it's time to, you know, to find somebody. So uh, to me, it's it's either it's the Chiefs wide receivers as a whole, mm-hmm. what they got to do to get better, and then Jawan Jennings uh, for San Francisco. Don't now, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you see Ward on receive Rice. I think that'll probably happen. That'll probably happen that way too. Don't be surprised. Yeah. 
Don't be surprised. I don't do because you, do you think do you think that he'll like travel? Because I know like normally in a way they maybe. keep. I know for the most part they they did used to keep like Ward on one side, but yeah. you think for this one they'll maybe not all the time, right? Maybe not all the time, but I definitely could see him following them because you're not gonna he's not gonna see a lot of Travis Kelsey. I think that's gonna be the linebackers and safety dealing with dealing with Travis Kelsey. I think Rasheed Rice is the one where he he got loose a couple times on Baltimore and and, and, it, and it hurt him. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we saw Ward on Rice a little bit. Um just to try to take him take him out. Take him out of some stuff. Take him out of the game plan a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. For sure, for sure. Now, on a lighter note, we got the halftime show. Yes, we got our guy. Yeah, Mister Mister Usher Raymond, the fourth. Yeah, I mean, the fourth. The fourth. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like I know, like last year, like last year, I was excited, like for Rihanna, like performance but i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what to expect because i was Mm -hmm. just like i mean like i'm a fan but i'm not like a i wouldn't be like oh i just know all the words to the song yeah 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 yeah. usher (laughs) i'm gonna know what i say but usher (laughs) (laughs) like we're gonna know these for sure what do you think like who did you they say it's gonna be a special guest but who who you thinking like do you do you think like do you think it's gonna be more of his pop tracks? Like, do you think it's strictly gonna be pop, or will they let him get a few of those R and B classics in there too? Like, I'm I'm not expecting like a you know like nice and slow or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, nah, not like nah, that. Nah. But like, you know, do you think that we could get? Like, I know for if they, I know for a fact, yeah, gotta be one of the songs. Oh sure. no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, nah. it just has to be. You're right. gonna see Ludacris and, and, and Lil John. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be, yeah, they're gonna do that for sure. They, they, they gonna have to let him get some of those. I mean, R&B is what he does, so it can't be all his pop stuff. Like, there's no way you leave off some of those classics that he has. Yeah, those R&B like, I mean, there's no way you can't leave some. You, you leave some like, of those out. Like but I don't, I don't guess. know if he can get. I don't know if he can get her. But if he could get like Alicia Keys to come out there and they do my boo, I mean, you feel me? Like you can't tell me that yeah. would. Yeah, you know what I mean, that'd be tough. <laughs> that'd be tough. That'd be tough. I mean, I, I know. know. Man. I, don't, I don't know who he was. So this. Is a, so actually, to be honest with you, this is the first time I'm hearing about this with a special guest. This is the first time I heard this. So that's just like okay, what feet like. What features does he have? You know, where it's like, is it a feature or is it somebody? Is he gonna let somebody do a couple, like one or two songs? That's the that's the that's, that's the thing, right, right? That's the thing. Like, is it someone that is on the same like vibe and he lets them get a song in? So maybe someone that he that he has on the feature, he lets them get off and do a song real quick or one or two, and then he rolls back into I don't know. <clears throat> but they, they're, they, he's going to do some of his R&B. There's no way he doesn't do some of his R&B. It can't be all, like you said, it, it, it can't be all pop stuff. There's no way. There's no way. I would be shocked. I'll I'll put it like this. If there wasn't a song on that set list from Confessions, I would, I would be – you. 
I would lose all my money. I would lose yeah. any money that I bet. I lose it all. There's no way. There's no way. So, um, it should be good, man. It should be good for sure. He go, he gonna he gonna do his thing, man. He gonna do yeah. his thing. He yeah. gonna do his thing for sure. Right. I I think uh, I think this is the most for me that I can say the most anticipated halftime show that I've been like looking forward to. Yeah, wow. I could, like I, I like I said, I know like like Rihanna for last year was like, oh okay, that's that's nice. So I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Because I'm no doubt. I was thinking, I was thinking like, oh, it's so many songs that she can go with, and due mm-hmm. to the fact, just because due to the fact that she hadn't even put out no new music, <laughs> and we yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, it was true, like, true. oh, it's so many songs, it's so many songs that I can think of. Well, you know, it's like with Usher, it's like. It's un, it's even more like unlimited to because you know it's like yeah he got all his stuff from way way back then and he even you know the new music he got now so then it's like okay do you think maybe possibly a Twenty One Savage do you think you know Chris Brown I, I don't yeah that's that's the name that's popped in my head Chris Brown that would book, be book it that book would it be right turnt. now book it right now the literally I was just sitting here the name that popped in my head Chris Brown. That's that, if if Chris Brown that's my, come that's out, my, bro, that's my, if Chris that's Brown my come out, that'll be turnt. That'll <laughs> be that'll be turnt, bro. I I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go safe and say Will I Am, and they'll do Oh my God. They'll do Oh my God. Just to okay. kind of let them get off. That's a, a that's, a, that's a safe. That's a safe one. That's a safe one. But I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just, but I can't wait for sure. I can't wait because I, I just yeah. know, like, I know another thing that's gonna be different with it too is, granted, it's because we kind of figured out halfway through the performance, we were like, oh snap, Rihanna is pregnant because you know we was on there like, no, mm-hmm. no moving, no real dancing, none of that stuff. Well, we, we know can't really. He gonna he get him yeah. busy. Yeah, he gonna he gonna he gonna get us what we what we need. You know what I mean? I mean, he's been out there in Vegas for a couple of years now doing a doing a residency tour. So, I mean, he already know how to rock the crowd anyway. So it's yeah, gonna yeah, be, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy, man. I I I can't wait. Right. So then when you when you think about all this, right, the fact that uh, Kansas City being in there what what fourth Super Bowl here in the last five years. Um, they've they've got the experience of being in this game, but obviously there's a few guys on that San Francisco roster too who was on that in that Super Bowl Fifty Four game, right? When you think about it, just because of how the Super Bowl is, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not they can the guys can say, oh, this is just another game, but at the same time, like it's not your normal game, right? Because you got you know the the pre-game shenanigans, well, I don't want to say shenanigans, but the pre-game stuff that you got with as far as, like, the national anthem and everything yep. like that and how they're going to do and the commercial breaks and then the extended halftime show, you know, the extended mm-hmm. halftime. So it's just kind of like with Kansas City being there more times than San mm-hmm. Francisco has been a couple of years, do you think that they – do you really think there's a real edge in this for them just because, you know, they – They've been to it here a lot more recently than San Francisco. Yes, but those young guys, there's a lot of young guys that haven't been there. You still got a lot of those young guys that have not been there. And and there's, I mean, those dudes for San Francisco, 
a lot of those dudes that were on that San Francisco team that lost to Kansas City are still in San Francisco. So it's not like those like Debo was on that squad. Ayuk was on that squad. Right? Trent Williams was on that squad. Fred Warner, Greenlaw, like Nick Bosa. Like those dudes were on that team. Like, so they know what that war wasn't war was in that Super Bowl. He was just playing Kansas, yeah, for Kansas, Kansas City. City. Right. So, like, those dudes, they know what it looks like. They know what it entails. Um, so, I don't think that that's going to be too big of a – or that's not going to be a big advantage for Kansas City because a lot of those guys for San Francisco have been in this game before. They were in the, in the game a couple years ago. Or they played in these games with other teams, so um, I, th- I think I think San Francisco going to be all right. The, the biggest one, obviously, is, is Brock Purdy. You know, the biggest one is Brock Purdy and, and how, how he deals with it because it's different for him. He was not the quarterback when San Francisco got the Super Bowl that year, that um, there a couple years ago. Now he has played in. Essentially, really, he's only played in one NFC Championship game, but he's played in two, right? You know, two NFC Championship games. So he's played in big games. This is obviously the biggest game of his career, um, biggest game he's played in to date. So it'll be different for him, but he's going to have veteran guys that he can lean on for advice for to help to help calm him down, which is why I go back to my point of running the ball and being a feather running the football to help ease ease anything that he f- might feel, any pressure or anything he might feel because of the experience or lack thereof for a Bach party. We have a lot of those guys on offense and defense who have been in this situation, who have been in the Super Bowl um, against this particular opponent. I think that's also a good thing, too, that – like I said, a lot of these guys, they were in that game against Kansas City when they were up 10 points <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Like, they were in this same situation. They were there. So, it's good for – I think it would be good for those guys. But I don't, I don't, the biggest the biggest advantage would be at the quarterback position. Outside of that, I think those guys that have been there, they know the stain of defeat. They know what it felt like to lose to, to KC a couple of years ago. So, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. All right, one more thing before we get into uh, the predictions. So, legacy-wise, right, obviously for Pat Mahomes, seven years Mm -hmm. in the league, six years as a starter, at worst, always getting to the conference championship in his fourth Super Bowl here. If they come out on top on Sunday and pretty much kind of label this – I don't I don't like throwing the D word out there, but that'll be mm-hmm. that'll mean that would be three what three wing three rings in five years. Something like that. Somewhere in there. I mean, first back to back in over twenty years. So where does this if Kansas City finds a way to get this dub on Sunday, where does this move Mahomes like on this all time list? Cause I guess I guess I'm asking like currently where would you have him now? And then if they win and he gets ring number three, where do you put him? Where does he get moved to after that? 
I'm a little different, man. A lot of the, I don't say there have been a lot of quarterbacks that have won three Super Bowls, but there's more than two, three quarterbacks that have won three Super Bowls, right? Maybe not in the same amount of time, right? Maybe not the same amount of time, but there are multiple quarterbacks that have three Super Bowl wins. Um, I think if he was to win it, he definitely would start creeping into that. I think he's already probably a top 10 quarterback. Um, so I think he'll start to move into that top, if not top five, I guess he started moving to that top five realm. Um, I still, the whole, he's the greatest, he's the greatest, he's the greatest. I'm not a, I'm not a Tom Brady guy at all at any stretch of the imagination, but something was, I heard something earlier this week that was brought to my attention that makes a lot of sense. People have been saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's, he's chasing Tom Brady, but he's the greatest of all time. Well, Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes twice. And one time in the Super Bowl. One time in the NFC, in the AFC Championship game. And then one time in the Super Bowl. I've yeah. always been told to be the man, you gotta beat you gotta beat the man. And he didn't beat the man. And he's not going to have an t- opportunity to beat the man because the man has retired. So um, it, this is definitely a run that we haven't seen since those New England Patriot teams uh, with Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick. But um, I think if he wins this, I mean, it just continues to, you know, submit the legend that, that – um, of Patrick Mahomes. And I think it will be big just because of the way, and I talked about this, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, the way that he has done it, going on the road and showing, okay, no, I can do this away from Arrowhead. I can do this away from Arrowhead Stadium. I can go on the road and win in two hostile environments to get to the Super Bowl and then win it. Um, so that would definitely be big for his legacy for sure. Um but people already have him as the greatest of all. I don't. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I think that's something that you need to continue to show over a career. Not saying that he won't. But things like, hey man, like let's let's let this thing keep playing out. Like, there's a man out there that wants seven of them. Like let's once again, like let's let's. I hear you because the boy is a dog and he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's the best quarterback we've we, we've seen in a long time. Right. But like the man is a man that has seven rings. Let's, you know, let's just throw that out there. So um, I think it's definitely going to help his legacy. For me, it's going to help his legacy because of how it was done. Not the fact that they won, but how in the journey and the road they had to take to get there. Not so much that they won it. So that's that's how I feel about it. Um some people might feel a little differently, but that's how I feel. Like, man, like, they finally did. What, that's what, this is what I've been waiting on. You know it. We talked about it. You said it. Like, I've been waiting to see them go on the road and win playoff games en route to a Super Bowl. And they won't went away from doing it and shut me up. So. Yeah. I, for me, I would say he, he was in, like, the top 10 all time for me already, just because of mm-hmm. the numbers, the accolades and everything like that. Um, 
but I, I also know, like as far as when it comes to the position in, in in quarterbacks, they do look at you know the number of rings, and there are some guys that are still ahead of him right now. As mm-hmm. for for now, with just the number of rings, but to me, if he wins, if he wins this on Sunday, I think at that point I would have to put him at. I would say maybe three or four. Okay. All time. I would still put him behind Joe Montana. Okay. And I would still put him behind Tom Brady. Okay. And but I think I think everybody else, yeah, sur- surpass for sure if he wins this one. Just mm-hmm. because um I think kind of it's kind of what I, I was watching the pivot earlier today and they were discussing this. And uh, I don't know if it was Ryan Clark who said it or if it was Fred Taylor, but it was more so like Tom Brady is the GOAT. Like, he's the greatest of all time. I, I not a, Like you said, not a Tom Brady fan can't, it, it, you know, that's – it's kind of – for, for sports, for me, I have certain, certain teams and certain names of players trigger me, okay? Mm. Tom, Tom Brady is one of them. Uh, uh, Mario Chalmers is another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Duke. <laughs> Duke you know, so it's just some. Some of it's just. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, whatever. So, but I have to give credit where credit is due, and you know, he, he's the goat. And until somebody surpasses him. With that many rings, which I think is going to be hard to do, he's the GOAT. Now, Pat Mahomes going to be the best I ever seen play the position. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's what – I guess I can't remember if it was Fred Taylor or if it was Ryan Clark, but that's kind of what they their just position was on it. Tom Brady is the GOAT, but he's the best I've ever seen. But Mahomes is the best I've ever seen. Or I think they mm-hmm. use Rodgers as an example too, you know, yeah, Rodgers is a bad dude too. But yeah, you know, but it's yeah. just like it is what it is. But yeah, I think at that point, you know, you three three rings in seven years—that's the trajectory of pretty much the first half of Brady's career. So yeah. I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. But me personally, I can't ever. I can't call nobody who's currently playing that. The, you know that, what I'm saying? That's part the of greatest. my problem too, man. Like I can't. I the can't. Boy's still that. playing. He's still playing. Like we like. All these dudes, like the man, is still playing. Yeah, and it's like it's not like playing where it's like yeah, like he's on year fifteen, like he has like two more. You're like no, he's in year seven. Right, he could play for another ten years. Ten years. Like <laughs> let's slow down, man. Like give the man a chance to go like, get it. Like let's not like give it was it to different. Him. It was different. It was different calling Tom Brady the goat at that point because all right one. Let's just be real, right? Once he made the comeback and they gave him ring number five, at that point he already had more rings than any other player then. <laughs> he had more rings than any other player then. Yeah. So it was like, all right, that he's the GOAT. He can retire right now and we can be like, he's the GOAT. And he went out and got two more rings, okay? <laughs> so it was like, that, that, that was different, you know what I mean? And I know that's what I'm saying. People saying like, well, y'all was calling, y'all was calling Brady the GOAT when he was still playing. Yeah, he earned it at that point. It was we know eventually it was going to be coming time for him to retire. The man haven't played yeah. since, you know, the Madden was 
everybody was built the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everybody looked yeah. O line and quarterbacks and receivers all looked exactly all looked the same. exactly the same. So it's like, what were we talking about? The, the man is still playing. He still got you know how like you said, maybe, you know, if he stays healthy and, mm-hmm. and everything goes right. Cause that's the thing, right? Everything's still like it's hard to win these type of games. Like things have to go right in your favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I know people can't stand it far as like Brady with how many rings he got, but think about each each one of those rings for what had had to happen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the tuck rule, however you did it for the other two. The Malcolm Butler interception, the mm-hmm. comeback, the cat, you know, it's just so many things yeah. that had to happen that you that you have to have happen for you to get to that point. And it's hard to win in the NFL, bro. Like if it was if it was that easy, he would have won them all. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Sure. Like he would have won sure. them all. So like it's very hard. It's hard to do. And I just can't give I just can't give somebody the title as the GOAT at that position, and they still we don't know what the risk has for him. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but I just I don't know. I just, I don't I can't call him the goat. But yes, the best the best right now for sure by far is head and shoulders above everybody else. It's him and, and everybody else. That's yeah. That's that's not that's not changing anytime soon for sure. But with Sunday, when it comes down to it, who you got hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy? In 2024, here for Super Bowl 58. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the 49ers because I think that they know the performances they put up, especially defensively, the, the, the performances they put up in those first halves of those games are not indicative of the defense that we've seen all year and are not indicative of the defenses that we saw come out in that second half of both of those games and play good football, play the brand of football that we know them to play. And I think because Kyle Shanahan is going to do what got them there and use the weapons that he has to take them to the pinnacle. He's going to use Christian McCaffrey. He's going to use Debo Samuel. He's going to utilize George Kittle, Brennan Ayuk. He's going to run the football and make San Francisco, I mean, excuse me, and make Kansas City defense have to bring extra bodies in the box to then take advantage of those one-on-one opportunities on the outside because those corners and those DBs for Kansas City can and have a tendency to be a little handsy, especially Snead, as physical as he is. He is handsy. He does get called for some PIs and some holdings. But I think because they're going to run the football, I think that San Francisco is going to win this football game. They're going to – I believe they're going to see what what Buffalo was doing in that first half and what Baltimore did not do throughout the whole game and say, we cannot repeat what these two teams did. Because both those teams should have and could have beaten Kansas City and did not because of their unwillingness to run the ball. Um, so I'm going, with, I'm going with San Fran. I'm going with San Fran. I don't think they lose to Kansas City twice. I think that 
they figure it out. I think Kyle Shanahan figures it out, learns from um, a couple years ago and then years prior to that. And San Francisco is hosting that Lombardi Trophy. I'm going to go San Fran. I'm going to go San Fran. To me, this has the makings of where uh, it should fall into the hands of San Francisco. I mean, honestly, on paper, they have the better team. Like, mm-hmm. overall, overall roster, they have the better team. I think you can debate on defensively who you who you rather take. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think it's a slight edge even to San Francisco on that as well. Um, but yeah. it's real close. Um, but when you look at the weapons, obviously San Francisco much better than than Kansas City weapons. Yeah, but I think the difference maker is is it's at, at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can get to the point where you can use the same logic for Mahomes that you used to use on Brady, where you'd be like, I can't bet against him. But it's this damn near close to it. This. This year, that's what this playoff run. That's what it seems it's, like. <laughs> it's, 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 it's damn near close to it, yeah. to where it's like you might as well throw throw your throw your house on there, throw the money on there for Kansas City because it just mm-hmm. seems like. Because to be honest, the teams that they've all played, maybe outside of Miami, just because of whatever, with Buffalo, Baltimore, for sure, mm-hmm. to me had the better teams, but they just you know. Things here and there that didn't go their way, that or they didn't take advantage of, and that, and that made a difference. And I think you can't give you can't give a guy like one five any type of opportunity like that because he's going to yeah. take advantage of it. I'm gonna roll with Kansas City. Okay. I think I think they find a way to run the ball successfully too against that 49ers defense. Um, I think Pacheco has a has a heck of a game, and I really I really do think that somebody from that wide receiver core for Kansas City is going to have to make some type of impact. Mm-hmm. I think I think Kelsey get his not not eleven for one sixteen get his, but I think he get his. Um, but somehow, some way, one of those wide receivers find a way to come up big, um, and the defense continues to keep making opportunistic plays. Mm-hmm. Against against teams and against their opponents, and they find a way to get it done. And I, I'm gonna roll with Kansas City. I'm gonna take the Chiefs over uh, San Francisco. You got a score? Twenty-seven, twenty-one. I don't think it'll be like I don't think it'd be as high scoring as it was last year. Um. I'd be shocked if it was just because we got two good defenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not expecting Super Bowl Fifty Three. I'm not expecting thirteen to three or yeah. whatever it was with the Patriots and Rams. Not expecting that, but I don't think it'd be a shootout like last year either. Okay. Okay. Well, what, what, right. what you? What's your score? What score you got? I'm thinking. I'm thinking thirty-one twenty-seven. I'm thinking 31 Man, I I'd be shocked. I don't think I don't think nobody's going over thirty, bro. I'd be shocked. Yeah, so, so I, I would I would be shocked too, but I, I think that it might take it might take it. 
it take it they need one of those to get it i got you i see it might saying. take it yeah it might take it so i'm gonna go 31 27 now i will say this if san francisco get this gets this done I think that'll that'll be a huge, huge like just monkey off of Kyle Shanahan's back. Man, I mean oh, because man. you just, you yeah. got to think right. Like he's pretty much had it twice. Twice it was in his you know what I'm saying in his hands right, and it's just you know things Slip happen. Away. It is what it is, but it's just like man, you know it's it's gonna get to the point where it's like all right. Do you want to be, can we, you know, once you get this, do you want to be in the realms like with your pops? You know, you got, you're a Super Bowl champion coach or are you going to be Dan Reeves? I mean, very successful, won a lot of games, but no championships to show for. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he has a lot on the line too, for sure, because – Especially if if it ends up kind of, hopefully it don't. But if it ends up being the same way, where it's like he has a lead and it's just, oh my goodness, that'd be the third one, third one where you had a lead. Now, granted, the first one he was not the head coach, but you had a lead and you had a lead in the last two, one in the fourth quarter, one with two three minutes left in the third, and couldn't hang on so. We'll see, man. It definitely will be it'll definitely be a weight off of his shoulders for sure. It'll be yeah. weight off his shoulders. They can figure it out. Who you think is winning MVP? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Mahomes. <laughs> I think it'll be McCaffrey. Yeah. I almost wanted to say Purdy, man. Don't let don't let <laughs> Purdy win that thing. At, Purdy win that MVP boy. That'd be everybody insane. better shut up talking. Everybody better shut up talking about Brock Purdy. Everybody shut up. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. We've been talking all that cash about Brock Purdy. You gotta shut up. Yeah. You just be gotta, quiet. Hurts. You, you just gotta hold Hirsch. it. Take the show. Not hush. Not hush. Hirsch. I'm going yeah. to Memphis with you. Yeah. They- <laughs> shut it up. Yeah. Put an R in that thing. They're gonna have to hold that L, boy, for hold sure. It. So, but no, I'm I'm gonna go McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is the MVP. I think he's I I I think he I think he get ready to ball. I think he's gonna have yeah. one. Of, I think he, yeah. I think, I think he's gonna I have one of those gonna, performances. Yeah, I think he's gonna have one of those performances. Because they they just they they can't shut down everybody. So mm-hmm. somebody is somebody is gonna get off for sure. It's 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 pick your poison. Somebody's gonna get off. I just that's just the nature of it. I. That's it. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't remember the last time where everybody just was in check from them mm-hmm. in a, in a game. I really can't think of a last time. So I don't know, man. Should be a good one though. Can't wait to see what happens. Um, side note, I I want to. I don't know how I want how I can do this, but I wish I could find a way to where we make. The day after the Super Bowl, a national holiday. I don't know what I don't know what to call it, but some just had some has to be done to where we just make that a national holiday where we just get that next day off to just recover. <laughs> 
from our uh, Super Bowl festivities. Yeah, from our Super Bowl <laughs> festivities, and just to reflect on what happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and we can just stay home and do that because, it, you know, depending on depending on what you do and where you work at for a living, that might be hard for you to try to talk to anybody the next day. That's true about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's true. That might be kind of tough. I don't know. The only thing I could think of is you call it Super Monday. I don't know. Something, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl I, Monday. I don't know. Something. I don't know. I, I don't you. know. I don't know what we need to call it, but I think we should have everybody should just have that next day off. You ain't okay? trying to talk to the folks up there at work. Man, no, really. just had it just had that next day off. I mean, can we, or can or can we or can we replace it with another holiday? I, I don't know. Some gotta be some gotta be done. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> could we do with it, but that's just my two cents on that. But I'm, I'm gonna leave I, that alone, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that or not, man. <laughs> I don't know that's gonna happen for you. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I ain't gonna I'm, lie. A, I'm, a, I'm already knowing, man. But <laughs> go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. You got any words you want to say to the people? I mean, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. My son, enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, this is it. And this football season is officially over. It's always a tough part of the year because we're rolling the basketball in the NBA. The NBA is going to get, get high and heavy, which is good, but there's nothing like football season. There's nothing like football season. So enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy the time with your folks, wherever you're watching the game, wherever you're doing. Be safe. Be smart. Um, just be, be smart. And be safe, please. Enjoy the game and be safe. Um, that's it, man. That's it. Enjoy. It should be a good one. It should be a good one for sure. And then, hey, just be quiet during the commercials. People, I don't know what they're going to do. They're normally pretty good, but we would like to hear. We would like to hear them because they normally are pretty funny. Be quiet. Let, let, let us listen to the commercials, okay? Yeah. Let us hear them, all right? That's it. That's all I got. Peace and love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Same for me. Um, let's just enjoy it. Um, enjoy the game on Sunday. Yeah, wherever y'all going, you know, be out, have fun. Um, do it responsibly, though. You know, um, we don't want to have any uh, any type of issues, you know, mm-hmm. big or small. No matter what it is, just um, let's enjoy ourselves, enjoy this game. It should be a good one for sure. Um <clears throat> continue to support the podcast um like and subscribe to the youtube channel follow us on the social medias uh we we uh we enjoy that uh, a lot um for any type of feedback or you know um sharing or anything that you guys do um with us uh love black women cherish black women protect black women uh, no means no no means no you know super bowl parties that you're gonna be going out to this weekend like i said we all having fun but you know, at the end, still in responsibly, be aware of your surroundings. Be careful what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's just I, all eyes dotted, all T's crossed for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I really don't have anything else, man. Um, if you haven't yet, go out and go do something supporting Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you. you you, you, you got to do that easily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Whether it be at a museum, um, 
a park, uh, you know, whatever. Just you know, go something. out and just try to do something to support. Yeah, support yeah. support our support a small business, um, whatever the case may be. For sure, uh, do that. Continue to uh, yeah, just continue to stay safe out here, man. Um, until the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.